Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Feckin' Metal. I'm your host, Fergal Trainer. I feel like I should give you an update on the weather. It's still poxy. It was poxy all throughout July and it's been poxy now for the first three days of August. Constant rain and it feels like it's bloody October or November. But it's not going to rain on our parade, I hear you say. And yes, you're correct, because this episode is a little bit different. It's a bit more lighthearted than the standard episode of Feckin' Metal. This is the episode that I've been talking about for a while that's been in the can since March of 2023. And it's a quiz episode, a heavy metal quiz that I recorded with the three members of Armstrong Gun. That is Cameron, Dan and Lewis. And you'll have heard them on previous episodes of Feckin' Metal when they released their initial album and when they released their EP there several months ago as well. I did an interview with all three band members on both occasions. Before we get to that, though, I would like to thank everybody for the feedback I've received for the previous two episodes. That's episode 83, which was an interview with Tom Hewson from Tailgunner. That was a very well-received episode. I've received a lot of nice feedback. And the one prior to that, the Ferg's Quest episode about the band Gotham City, which I'd also been promising for a long time, like this quiz episode. Uh, It's been in my plans for a long time, and I was delighted to get Chris, my friend, on board to go through the discography of Gotham City. Again, received some good feedback about that one. I hope to have Chris back soon in the very near future to talk about more Swedish heavy metal and the various bands that we didn't get to touch on, that we kind of intended to touch on on the last one, but we didn't quite get to. So, more Swedish heavy metal coming your way from the first wave of Swedish heavy metal for Washam, for those keeping track of acronyms. Anyway, that's to come. But this episode is a quiz, as I said, that I conducted with the members of Armstrong Gun. This is a format that I had been toying with the idea of for a couple of years prior to actually doing it. I wanted to do this for the first anniversary special of Feckin' Metal. If you go back deep into the archives, you might hear me talking about plans I had for a first anniversary special of Feckin' Metal. Anyway, it never happened at the time, but I did get to it in March 2023. And this episode has been waiting to be released since then. And listening back to it now, having not heard it since it was recorded, I really enjoyed it. I was pissing myself laughing at various times uh, during it. It's it's a really enjoyable episode. Dare I say it, it's a fun episode. It's not a word I use very often, but yeah, it is. It's fucking fun, all right? And it's lighthearted quiz questions around the topic of hard rock and heavy metal and other affiliated type of media like films and TV shows which have a hard rock or heavy metal theme. There's actually a lengthy section on the films Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2. Uh, I wrote all the questions myself, of course. I didn't take questions from any online source. I put them all together myself. And when I started writing questions about Wayne's World, I kind of got a bit carried away because there's so much in uh, both of those films. Anyway, uh, we'll get to all that. But before we get into it, I'd just like to explain how this quiz worked, because as a listener, you might be wondering what the actual participants, Cameron, Lewis and Dan, were seeing as they were participating in this quiz. So basically, I used a software platform called Kahoot. If you go on to Kahoot.it, you can use a very basic version of their software, which allows you to create quizzes with a question and four multiple choice answers. Each of those answers has a color prescribed to it. So let's say A will be red, B will be green, blue will be, or C will be blue and D will be yellow, whatever. So uh, when I was doing the quiz with the lads, I was asking the questions They saw this on their screen because I was sharing my screen on the Zoom call. They saw the questions coming up. I also read out the questions and then they had to sign into a Kahoot app on their mobile device and they could select one of the four corresponding colours to each answer to answer the question. So, for example, if I said, which band's debut album featured the singer Ozzy Osbourne? Was it Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses or Deep Purple? They'd see uh, red, blue, yellow, green, and they just need to pick the colour on their mobile device that corresponds with the correct answer from the question that they're seeing on the screen. And the quicker you answer the question, the more points you get. So, the question points start at 1,000 and then they slowly decline to zero based on how long it takes you to answer the question. So let's say you answered Ozzy Osbourne, the correct answer, the correct colour blue, uh, really quickly for that, you might get 995 points. But let's say you were toying over the answer, you weren't sure which answer it was, and you took a few seconds, you might get 800, 700, 600, 500, whatever, until it gets down to nothing. If you answer the wrong answer, you of course get no points. So the aim of the quiz was, have your mobile device in front of you, watch the screen when the question comes up, and then hammer down the answer as quickly as possible to get the most possible points. Now, When you hear the first question I ask on the quiz, we had tried this question multiple times as a sample question. Therefore, you'll hear me reference the fact that everybody already knows the answer to it. And as a result, I forget to read out the four multiple choice answers until it's almost too late. 
But by this question two, three, four, the flow starts to kind of come naturally. So you'll hear all the, you'll hear the questions, you'll hear all the four multiple choice answers before you hear the lads chiming in with their answers. And of course, they're seeing a graphic on the screen. When each of them has answered, when all three of them have answered, they're hearing it, they see a graphic on the screen with the correct answer. So at some point you might hear their reactions to what the answer is before you hear it yourself. But by question two, three, four, um, I kind of got into the swing of things and you'll have adequate time yourself if you want to play along at home to answer the questions as you hear them and see how well you fared against Dan Cameron and Lewis from Armstrong Gun as we participated in a completely different type of format episode, a heavy metal quiz on feckin' metal. So I'm going to just launch into it. Here it is. This is, as I said, recorded back in March, but released now. An absolute gem of an episode, hiding in the archives of feckin' metal, waiting to be unleashed onto the public. Anyway, this is it. This is the heavy metal quiz, the first ever version of it, and hopefully I'll do more in the future. All right, so we have Smithy, Mortz, and Tucker entered into the quiz and it's going to start after I read the first question. Okay. So we've all answered this question multiple times. If anyone gets this wrong, then rock is dead. Which of the following has Gene Simmons not tried to patent? I'm sorry. I should have read out those OJ, the abbreviation for orange juice to devil horns, hand gesture, the term topless car wash or the term Gene Simmons wet. Uh, for the next question, I'll read them out before I launch the question. But we've all already answered this a million times. So OJ, the abbreviation uh-huh. for orange juice, is the only thing Gene Simmons has not tried to patent. This was a rumor spread by Ronnie James Dio, which uh, Gene Simmons has refuted himself in more than one interview. Um, but yeah, he did try to patent the devil horns hand gesture, and then he withdrew that application. And I looked up the registry of patents in the United States of America, um, and he tried to patent and was successful in patenting the term topless car wash and Gene Simmons oh, no. wash. I don't know what he used any of those for, but there you go. <laughs> he um, also owns the money bag uh, symbol, doesn't he? He owns the money bag symbol for various items of merchandise that are an actual bag. Um, I don't know how he ended up getting away with that one, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next question is, oh, so all of you are on uh, one answer correct there. So, yeah, so, okay, so Lewis, or Tucker, answered it the, the most quickly. He's got 951 points. Smithy, just behind 948, and Dan, 947. So, you all obviously answered it extremely quickly. I think that the points start at 1,000 when the timer starts, and the quicker you answer it, the closer the points you get to 1,000 are. So, uh, yeah, fastest finger first and all that type of shit. Um, uh. Right, so the next question is, Lemmy once famously walked off the set of which UK television show in the 1990s? Was it Have I Got News For You, Never Mind The Buzzcocks, Room 101, or TFI Friday? <laughs> so, question coming up on your screens now. We have one answer, two answers, three answers in. So two of you answered Never Mind The Buzzcocks, which was the correct answer. And one hey. of you answered oh, no. Room 101. You didn't give that away at all. Somebody gave it away there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. So uh, we it's have... even more embarrassing. I've seen that episode. <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah. I, yeah, well, I in think fairness, a long time ago. the clip where he walks off was never filmed. It was actually shot during uh, when they were reshooting answers to be added in in post production. And, um, <laughs> or sorry, it happened during when they were reshooting answers to be included in post production, but it was never actually shot itself. But he got tired of Phil Jupitus and Mark Lamar making jokes at his, expen- his expenses, yeah. in particular about his warts, apparently. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So now the leaderboard is... I can believe it. They, they the were leader- known for having people walk off that, to be fair. In fairness, they were pair cunts. I mean, I thought Mark Lamar was all right. He was quite funny. I but love I never... Mark Lamar. He's fucking hilarious. He's so funny. I'm not I'm not such a fan of Phil Jupiter's, but ne- love Mark Never Lamar. had any time for Phil Jupiter's myself, I must say. No, I just didn't like no, him. Very smarmy, full of himself. Smarmy mm. get, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so That's Tucker's right. in the lead with 1,922. got Mortz second with 1,906, and then Smithy in third place with 948. So uh, a gulf is already starting to establish itself. I told you this Ooh. was going to get competitive. Um, mm-hmm. All right, question number three. Which female R&B singer sampled the Iron Maiden song The Clansman for her track oh. I Tried? Is it Mary J. Blige, Tony Braxton, Brandy, or Alicia Keys. Question coming up on your screens now. Okay, 
So we have one person answering Mary J. Blige, two people answering Brandy. It was, of course, Brandy. Uh, and in the lead still oh, is no. Tucker with, with 2898. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mort how, is how, 2878. And how Smithy did you know is... the answer to that one, Tucker? How oh, did you know the answer to that one? Oh, right, <laughs> okay. Well, I fucking knew the answer to that one. But you still beat oh, me you got to anyway. be quicker, mate. <laughs> oh, well, I'm trying. <laughs> This is what that happens, Cameron, when, when you're not a diehard Iron Maiden fan. You don't know these ridiculous facts. Oh, <laughs> I better do my I'm brushing up on my Iron Maiden history. Yeah. The next one is, in fact, related to that, so I apologize. Um, right. So which other artist was sampled on this track? Is it Metallica, Megadeth, Rolf Harris, or Coldplay? Rolf Harris. Enter your answers now. Okay, so two of you have said oh, mate, Metallica. Perfect streets gun. One of you has said Coldplay. The answer <laughs> oh, was, dude. in fact, Coldplay. Iron Maiden, Coldplay, Match Made in Heaven, which puts Dan into the lead at 3813. Uh, Lewis second at 2898. I'm just going to say your actual names here rather than your nicknames because I don't know. I've been referring to you as your real names so far. And Cameron still dragging down at the back at 948 points. Hopefully some of the next questions will be more friendly to your knowledge base. Cameron. I hope so. <laughs> okay. So let's... Uh, yeah, sorry. This song was released in the 2000s. It sampled um, the Klansman randomly, just the bass line at the start, and also a Coldplay song from the year 2000. Uh, an odd kind of combination of samples and odd in general for somebody like Brandy to sample Iron Maiden, but these are yeah. the facts. <clears throat> All right. So the next song is, which is, sorry, what is track number five on the debut album of Surrey based UK metal band, Armstrong gun. Is oh, it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know the answer to that one. <laughs> is it the Scraggard, Howlin, dark dreaming alone in the Oaks or uh, sorry, Alone in the Oaks or Panzer Child? And your answer is now. Oh, fuck. I took way too long okay. on that one. So one of you has said the Scraggard Howling, which was incorrect. And two of you have oh. said Dark Dreaming. Way. I must point out all three of you are in the band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and decided the, the bloody track order. <laughs> <laughs> so which one of you didn't get that right? Was it? Me. Dan. That's your and, and song. I, and I, it. I know. Song. I know. I fucking wrote that song. <laughs> well, part, partly wrote it anyway, but yeah. Game on me. Very good. Okay, so the scoreboard now is Lewis with 3,870, Dan with 3,813, and Cameron with 1,911. There's still plenty of time to catch up. We're only five questions out of 30. Everything's to play for. All right, so the next question, number six, is Slayer played their last ever concert in 2019. In which U.S. state did it take place? Was it Nevada, California, Alaska, or Arizona? Enter your questions, or enter your answers now. Surely. <laughs> um, All right, so two of you have said Nevada, and one, it sounds like Lewis has said California. Um, so yeah, no, of course it wasn't Nevada. They finished oh. where they started. I don't even know where they're from. They're I knew they were American, for some reason, but... it rung true for some reason. I saw them on their last UK day. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so here we go. So Lewis is in the lead again, still with 4,833. Dan is bringing up the rear with 3,813. And Cameron is on 1,911. As I said, it's all still to play for. It's early days yet. In Someone's place. got a couple last. <laughs> so... Question number seven. In which Guns N' Roses song does Axl Rose sing the line and you, you can suck my ass? Is it Out to Get Me, oh. Get in the Ring, One in a Million, or Shotgun Blues? Oh, I have a feeling I know which one this will be. Okay, so two of you have said Out to Get Me, and one of you has said Get in the Ring. None of you are correct. It is, oh. of course, the song Shotgun Blues from Use Your Illusion 2. Uh, this was almost a follow-up to Get in the Ring even though it was on the same album. Uh, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought you were doing a reference to um, your friend Mick Wall. 
Mm. Ah, Fergal, my friend from the green town My little city. green friend. <laughs> Hello there, Fergal. That's what I all wanted you to think, or that's what I wanted you ah, all to think. He's a <laughs> little that, man. And I think Mick himself has even got confused with this because I think this was in response to Vince Neil um, and various other things. Uh, and Mick well, mentioned anything, himself. Anything, anything slagging him off, I'm all, I'm all in favour for. So. Yeah. Mick himself yeah. mentioned that Axel told him to suck his ass, but I don't think he's <laughs> correct because this song isn't directed at Mick Wall. Uh, it's directed at other people. Anyway, so nobody got that one correct. The scores stand the same. Uh, so Lewis is first, Dan is second, Cameron is third. All right, let's Woo-hoo. move on to question number eight. So which of these venues does the Motorhead live album No Sleep Till Hammersmith not feature recordings from? Is it... West Runton Pavilion, Norfolk, England, Queen's Hall, Leeds, England, City Hall, Newcastle, England, Hammersmith Odeon, London, England. So, No Sleep Till Hammersmith, iconic live album from 1981. Great live album. Which does it not feature recordings from? Okay, so none of you have got this correct, actually. Uh, wow. One of, one of you has said Queen's Hall, Leeds, England. Two of you have said City Hall, Newcastle, England. Of course, this is the most misleading album title of all time. None of the <laughs> recordings are from the Hammersmith Odeon in London, England. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. is this I a trick question? <laughs> they didn't even play the venue on the tour, in fact. So there you go. Um, oh, I did not know that. I thought that was kind of well known, and I thought it was too obvious a question to put in. Yeah. We're embarrassing ourselves. Oh. These, these are actually quite hard. These are actually quite hard, Fergal. I thought I'd be in for an easy ride, but I thought it'd be who who sung <laughs> on Tank's debut album. Or... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know what? If I had a bit had a bit more time, I would have made them more kind of um, genre specific and more varied. Oh, and maybe we 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 can do this again in the future. Who knows? But anyway, yeah, uh, you might have fun. a bit. You might have a bit more luck on this one. So, which of right. these fluids was not used to create the artwork? Metallica's load or reload albums. So, oh, right. That's bovine blood, human semen, human urine, or Kura's banquet. Bovine blood, human semen, human urine, or Kura's banquet on the album covers of Load and Reload. Okay. So, I got one right. (laughs) One of you has said bovine blood, one of you has said human urine. And one of you has said Curse Banquet. So, of course, Curse Banquet was not used in the creation of the album covers for oh, Load okay. or Reload. Uh, bovine Blood was used in combination with Human Semen, and Bovine Blood was used in combination with Human Urine for the covers of Load and Reload, respectively. Curse Banquet was not used. I just threw that in for the laugh. Um, so, let's see who's in the lead now. So, Lewis is still in the lead with 4,833 oh, points. Off. Dan is coming second with 3,813 and Cameron is still dragging behind with 2,866. But we're moving on. It's question 10 out of 30. Right. So in season three of the TV series Cobra Kai, Johnny takes Miguel to see a solo concert by which rock singer? Is it Dee Snyder, Jack Russell, Paul Stanley or David Lee Roth? Get your answers in. An 80s rock star with the 80s obsessed Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, I think I know which one it would be. Okay, so one of you has said D. Snyder, which is the correct answer. And two of you... Oh, fuck off. Have so said... I'm, I'm, not you, I'm not telling you to fuck off. I thought it would be David Lee Roth because two, two Van, of you Van Halen were in the Hagar era by that time, weren't they? So I figured yeah. it would be David Lee Roth, but... Well, actually, yeah. the series is current. It's set in the present day, so Van Halen aren't oh, a current entity. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've never so, seen it before. R.I.P. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so one of you answered that correctly. So the leaderboard is looking like this. It's Lewis in the lead still oh, with 4,833. No. Smithy coming up the rear, or that's Cameron, uh, for 3,821. And Dan has slipped down into third place, eight points behind Cameron at 3,813. Okay, so let's have a look at the next Don't question. Don't worry, Dan. It, it will soon sort itself out. Don't worry. <laughs> now, think about this one. Uh, how many studio albums did Judas Priest release in the 1980s? Five, Aww. six, seven, or eight answers, please. Five, six, seven, or eight. Think about it. Okay, so we've had... Oh, 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 oh,
Okay, so we've had one for five, which is incorrect. Oh, it, I literally, when I, when I pressed that button, I went, nah, it's not that one. <laughs> one for five, which is incorrect. One for six, which is correct. And one for seven, which is incorrect. So uh, you're looking at, off the top of my head, British Steel, Point, point of, of Entry. Screaming for Vengeance. Screaming for Vengeance. <laughs> it, Defenders, Defenders of the, the Faith. Turbo. Turbo right. and Ram, Ram it, it Down, down which Ram makes six. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Hell. Unfortunate. That's why I said, think about this one. I forgot so about it, Ram It Down. <laughs> it, it I was listening to that the other day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is fastest finger gets the most points, but at the same time, if you get the wrong answer, you get no points. So consider that when yeah. you're making your choice. All right, so let's go on to the next. Um, this one as well. Consider this before you answer it. And there's spelling mistakes in all of these, by the way, but I'm reading them out to you as well, so I don't feel too bad about that. Um, so which Thin Lizzy guitarist also recorded one album and completed one tour with the band Motorhead. Which Thin Lizzy guitarist recorded one album and completed one tour with Motorhead? Is it Scott Gorham, John Sykes, Eric Bell, or Brian Robertson? Oh. Okay, so two of you have said Eric Bell, which is the incorrect answer, the original Thin Lizzy guitarist. The, in fact, correct answer was Brian Robertson, who, of course, featured on the 1983 album Another Perfect Day, lasted one tour until he was thrown out of the band, never to return. He used to wear, like, Nike gear, didn't he? Oh, he wore horrendous stage clothes. That was Lemmy's main gripe with him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that why he got kicked out, then? Mm-hmm. Well, well, partly I think, why you got kicked out. They, they wanted it to be called like Motorhead featuring Brian Robertson, didn't he? Or something stupid like that. I think he was also a belligerent and aggressive drunk as well, which didn't mm. help his cause. Um, but he is Irish. Brian Robertson, no, he's oh, from Scotland. Scottish. So, well, that joke right, backfired, didn't joke it, right, backfired. right back at <laughs> you, UK. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it was very funny. Um, Lemmy used to say in later years, they they played a couple of songs from Another Perfect Day. Uh, I Got Mine, I think, was the main one that they used to feature. And uh, I think there's a, there's a DVD called Stage Fright, which was released in 2005. And he opens the song by saying, uh, this album sold about 13 copies. And most of those were to Brian's family. This is called I Got Mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about right. All right. So moving on. Okay, so this is the Wayne's World section. There's a number of questions in a row about Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2. Okay. So you've all watched it, so that's good. Um, all well, right, actually, so... I'll tell a, lie, tell a lie. I've only watched the first one. I've never watched the second one before. It's the same here, but you know, we'll, we'll oh, cross that okay. bridge. Yeah. Well, more fool you. More fool you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Who hasn't, hasn't watched it? Um, okay, it so it, in the 1992 film Wayne's World, Wayne's friend Phil is seen wearing a deep purple t-shirt which album cover is on it is it in rock machine head slaves and masters or perfect strangers that's in the 1992 film wayne's world wayne's friend phil is seen wearing the deep purple t-shirt which album cover is it is it in rock machine head slaves and masters or perfect strangers is he the guy who who works in the in the diner no he's a mechanic in the film all oh, um, right okay. he's the guy oh, who right. who's partied out if you remember the quote uh so two of you have said in rock uh one of you said Machine Head. No, the album is, of course, Slaves and Masters, which was released in 1990, the closest new release Deep Purple album to the release of the uh, film. Uh, and if you could find a Slaves and Masters t-shirt anywhere now, you'd be doing pretty well. Um, the only album to feature Joe Lynn Turner as the lead vocalist. Mm. So let's have All a look right, at the cool. leaderboard. So after a quick... Well, we don't need to update because <laughs> nobody got that right. So we've got Lewis... In the lead at 5,811 points, we've got Smithy or Cameron coming up next at 4,766. And Dan is miles behind on 3,813. Fuck um, off, I'm trying How the tables have turned. <laughs> how the turns have tabled. All right, so more questions about Wayne's World 1, you'll be glad to learn. Um, All right. What is the name of the character Cassandra's band in the film? Is it Violent oh. Taunt? Gasworks, Ruthless Spawn, or Crucial Taunt. That's Violent Taunt, Gasworks, Ruthless Spawn, or Crucial Taunt. Mm. So one person has said Violent Taunt, incorrect. Two people have said Gasworks. No, that's the venue that they went to see Badly the band remember. in. Uh, Badly Ru remembered. Oh, Ruthless Spawn is something that kind of rhymes with Crucial Taunt. But of course, it is Crucial Taunt, the name of the band that Cassandra uh, features in. It was Wayne's very World. badly remembered on my heart. 
worries <laughs> at all. I had a fun writing these, I must say. Um, yes. All right. Yeah, so I can, let's I move can on. Imagine, can imagine you cackling to yourself like, <laughs> they'll never get this one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. That sounds like an actual audio recording of me when I was writing them. Have you been hacking me? <laughs> I want he's that. Got, he's got over these things. <laughs> right. So, so no change in the points or the leaderboard there. So it's uh, Lewis, Cameron, Dan, one, two, three. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Also, again about Wayne's World. Uh, so crucial taunt covered the song "Ballroom Blitz" in the film, which 1970s UK glam rock band originally made it famous. Is it the Sweet Ooh. Slade T Rex or Mott the Hoople? So that's the song "Ballroom Blitz." Is it the sweet slave T-Rex or Martha Hoople that originally made it famous? I say made it famous because none of them wrote it. Okay, so three of you said the sweet, and that is, of course, the correct Woo! answer. Congratulations all around. Uh, so let's have a look at the leaderboard now. We have uh, Lewis on 6,794. Cameron on 5,740. Remember the days when you were at, uh, coming third, Cameron? You know. Hey, don't yeah. say that. Don't the say tide, that. The tides are turned. And Dan... Trailing behind at 4,796. Getting slow in my older age. Mm. <laughs> okay, moving on. Again, more questions about Wayne's World. Have you, None of you have seen Wayne's World 2, have you not? No. Uh, oh, I've, seen, no I've seen none no. of them. I think I've seen clips of it. Fucking yeah. hell. Okay, so there's a couple of questions that are going to be... No. You must have. Okay, all right. Anyway, there's some, there's some really iconic stuff that features in Wayne's World 2 that even if you haven't seen the film... I would imagine I've probably you might, seen a few clips might be aware of the stuff that I'm going to ask you. But anyway, okay. So anyway, this is still in relation to Wayne's World 1. A Black Sabbath song features in the soundtrack of Wayne's World 1. Which singer oh. from Black Sabbath performs on it? Is it Ronnie James Dio, Ozzy Osbourne, Ian Gillen, or Tony Martin? So who performs on the Black Sabbath song featured in the film Wayne's World 1? Ronnie James Dio, Ozzy Osbourne, Ian Gillen, or Tony Martin? Okay, so you've all said Ronnie James Dio, which is, of course, the correct answer. He was the current singer of Black Sabbath at the time, and the song is Time Machine, which features on the soundtrack, and the version of Time Machine, which features on the soundtrack, is a different version that the, featured on the Dehumanizer album. The best Ronnie James Dio album. Might I say so? I, it's, I Oftentimes, I think so as well. Um, although it's a toss-up between that and Mob Rules, but there are certain times when I appreciate Dehumanizer more. I think Dehumanizer is what everyone thought Black Sabbath would would sound like after uh, yeah. when when Ozzy left. If I'm honest, because it's more yeah. doomy. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like or just as doomy as they were in their earlier albums with Ozzy, but more melodic. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Ronnie James Dio's take of Master Reality. Yes, or yeah, or or. Actually, yeah, no, that's probably spot or on. Volume, or a... volume four, whatever. Yeah, They're both is doomy. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good album. I love I got it. Into, yeah. Got love into it. that like last year. I was quite a bit of a, a late bloomer to that album, but oh well, right. Minute minute I put it on, I remember going up to Dan. I was like, "This is a great album." <laughs> mm. Do you know what? I, I bought it a long time ago when I, I read an um, article in Q Magazine of all places. Um, I don't even know if that's still around, but they did a Black no, Sabbath. No, not anymore. I don't think. Are they, are they gone? This was about 20 years ago, actually, to be perfectly honest. They did a Black Sabbath album, Buyer's Guide, and it was at that point I learned that Black Sabbath had done a third album with Ronnie James Dio. I didn't even realize it. And that was in their do not buy section or not recommended. Really? <laughs> and it was like, yeah. And it was like Ronnie James Dio returned to the fold, blah, 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 for Iombi fanatics only. And I was like, I didn't know Dio did a third album. I had like Heaven and Hell and Mob Reels. It's like, I didn't know Dio did another album with Black Sabbath. So I went out and bought it immediately. It was like, this is fucking brilliant. Uh, the production, from... the production, like overall sound of that album, the drum sound is great, guitar mm. tone's great, his singing is really and good. And his vocals, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many songs I could list off that, like Sins of the Father, Time Machine, mm. like you just said. Oh, I love the last song, Bur Buried Alive. Oh, yeah, oh, Buried Alive's great. Yeah, I a, great a closer. good song. I mean, yeah. there's so many good songs. After All the so Dead, yeah. it's just a great oh, album. Yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. It, it might love... be the most it might be the most consistent Black Sabbath album I've ever heard. If if you want to use that as a kind of qualifier, I mean, there's other songs, there's other songs in other albums that might be better, but I think overall mm. the level of consistency in that is strong. I think it's what you'd call a good album in terms of there are good they're, they're all good songs. But mm. if it, I don't know if I'm trying if I'm getting my point across, but like it's an album album if that makes sense. They're all, they all really they... very consistent. 
they all warrant their placement on the album. Whereas yeah. on some albums, you'd be picking out a song going, well, what the fuck is that doing there? That doesn't belong there. Oh, killer, no filler. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Most, mostly killer, but the rest is either killer or just a notch under killer, but I, certainly I, no filler. I would love to hear the little demos that um, Tony Martin did. I know. I tried to press him on music. that when I interviewed him, but he wasn't giving anything away. He's like, oh, I, I, I doubt he even has a copy of them, to be honest. And I, I, I know, doubt yeah. even Tony I yeah. really cares, to be honest. Like, ah. it just annoys me in interviews where people ask him questions about him. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, we did a we did a demo like that, and it's like, for God's sake, just we we may or may have them on a mega box set. I know. You know and that we may or may not have it. done one. We may or may not have done what between one and a hundred songs with Tony Martin in the Dehumanizer sessions, but I couldn't be sure. <sighs> Oh my god! <laughs> just, just like fucking put all the dent. Like I, I, there are not many Black Sabbath demos out there. Just fucking put them on a CD and release it. No. But <laughs> somebody who owns um, they, they did it with the um Eternal Idol though. Eternal Idol though, didn't they? With the um original broke Ray, yes, Ray, but something or other. Ray Gillen, yeah. But the only reason they Ray did Gillen, that was yeah. because those have been heavily bootlegged. Whereas nobody oh, right, has bootlegged yeah. the the Tony Martin version of Dehumanizer yet. It doesn't they, exist. Right. They did the same with um, Seventh Star, the yeah. Black Sabbath. Uh, well, not really Black Sabbath. Tony Tony Iommi solo album, didn't they? They called it Ape Star. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the the but the problem with those songs is the shit with the uh, is it Jeff Fennell or something? I can't remember what his name is, but they're not very good. I think what ended up on the album is pretty pretty solid. Jesus, I'm forgetting the whole fucking. Um... The lineage of it now. I, I I was well up on it a couple of years ago, but yeah, um, Jeff Henhold sounds correct to, to some degree. Don't, all right. don't hold me to that. I won't. I won't. I won't hold myself to it either. Um, all right, let's move on. Anyway, okay. So yeah. the next question is about Wayne's World Two, unfortunately. But anyway, um, in Wayne's World Two, Jim Morrison appears to Wayne in a dream and asks him to recruit whom to put on Wayne Stock. So Wayne Stock is obviously the festival that Wayne puts on in Wayne's World 2. So Jim Morrison appears to Wayne in the dream. But whom does he ask him to recruit to put it on? Is it Steven Tyler, Alice Cooper, Del Preston, or Kevin Bacon? Oh, fuck. Okay, so two of you have put Steven Tyler incorrect. One of you has put Alice Cooper incorrect. Uh, the correct answer was the roadie, Del Preston, who was the famous roadie in... Wayne's World 2. Um, I can't reveal any more information about him, unfortunately, because the next question relates to him. And of course, it wasn't <laughs> Kevin Bacon. I just threw it in there for the crack. Um, <laughs> so we have no change there. Lewis on top, Cameron coming up second, and Dan in third. Uh, okay. So you might not know this one either. Okay. The character of Del Preston was based on a character from which of these films? This is Spinal Tap with Nail and I. The Rootles, all you need is catch, cash or the last waltz. So, Del Preston, the famous roadie in Wayne's World 2. Which film do you think he was based on a character from? Okay, so one of you says, this is Spinal Tap. Incorrect. Two of you have said, with an alien eye. Correct. Love with um, an alien eye. Great film. Mm. So, do you know the character I'm referring to, then? No. Yeah, is it the, um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, Stoner bloke, I forget the name of him now. The one, the one who's like that all the time. Do you know which one I mean? Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. yeah. I forget the name of him now. What, what, what's the name of the character in Withnail? I can't remember. I couldn't tell I you what his the... name is in Withnail and yeah. I. Yeah, but basically they wanted to use the same character from Withnail right, and yeah, I, yeah. and they just had to change his name. But he's essentially his mannerisms, his speech pattern, yeah. everything about him is the same character. But they just basically changed the character's name to Del Preston. Anyway, um. All right, let's move on. Question 19. Uh, oh, sorry, leaderboard. Uh, so sorry, yeah, let me... Oh, sorry, there's been a hey, change in the leaderboard. In the world. So, uh, Lewis is still on top, 8657. Dan has moved up, 6744. And Cameron is just trailing slightly behind on 6714. Okay, so um, this is the next question in the quiz. Question 19. Dell tells an anecdote about beating a shopkeeper and his son to death with their own shoes. Which confectionery features in this anecdote? And just in case you haven't seen the film, but you might have seen a clip, it was, I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. 
case that's familiar to you. So is it M&M's, a Tootsie Roll, Twinkies, or Skittles? Which confectionery features in his anecdote? Oh. <laughs> okay, so none of you have said uh, M&M's. Uh, one of you has said a Tootsie Roll, one of you has said Twinkies, and one of you has said Skittles. The story in the film was that this famous roadie, who was obviously a fictitious character, had to get a thousand brown and a thousand brown M and M's into a brandy glass, or Ozzy wouldn't go on stage. Which was obviously <laughs> satirizing the Van Halen story that we've all heard about. Yeah, um, he did the gig, but basically he went to a sweet shop and they wouldn't serve him the brown M and M's. So he's like, "Well, the shopkeeper and his son, I had to beat them to death with their own shoes." Uh, and it, you really need to watch Wayne's World too if you haven't seen. I will. That. I feel like I need. To, yeah, yeah, I will yeah. do. Yeah, I'll probably watch Wayne's World one as, as, as yeah, well. I need I've to seen that watch the first one. As well, watch yeah. them in consecutive order. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So many, so many references to things that, like you know, until later in your life, you don't realize what they're talking about. Like, uh, but anyway, yeah, thousand M and M's in a brandy glass, or Ozzy wouldn't go on stage. Uh, all right. So question twenty. Actually, let's have a look at the leaderboard. Uh, same, yeah, I don't think any of you got that correct. So same, uh, Lewis yeah. is in the lead. Uh, Dan is coming second and Cameron is coming third. Question 20. Sorry, you're not going to know this either, but this is the last question about Wayne's World, I promise. Um, oh. So which band oh. does... So think about the time period here. So this is 1993. So this will give you a, some sort of clue, more or less, but kind of, but if you haven't seen the film, you probably won't know. But anyway, which band does not feature on the bill? Does not feature on the bill of Wayne Stock. So this is the festival he puts on in Wayne's World 2. So which band does not feature on the bill of Wayne Stock in Wayne's World 2? Is it Crucial Taunt, who we talked about earlier, Alice Cooper, Pearl Jam, or Van Halen? Which band does not feature on the bill of Wayne Stock? Crucial Taunt, Alice Cooper, Pearl Jam, or Van Halen? Okay. Oh, oh my. Yeah. None of you has said Crucial Taunt. None of you has said Alice Cooper. None of you has said Pearl Jam. You've all put Van Halen. Incorrect. Alice Cooper features prominently in the first Wayne's World film as a yeah, character. We all know the we're not wordy scene, yeah, but he yeah, doesn't yeah. feature yeah. at all in the second film. Uh, I put that in to as a decoy. Um, yes. Oh, I put Van Halen because they were going through their really like weird phase where they got the singer from Extreme to sing on the self-titled third album. I, well, no, I don't think so. Not in 1993. I think they were still with Sammy Hagar up until 95, at least, uh, if not later than that. Oh, I don't think yeah, actually. Gary right, Sharon yeah. didn't come along until 97 yeah, or 98. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, oh, so, I'm meant to be a Van Halen nut. Goodness yeah. me, I've shown myself up. So Van Halen were a going concern at the time and actually doing really well commercially. Um, so Alice Cooper is the wrong answer, but I threw it in there to throw you off because he does feature in a famous scene in the first film, but not the second film. Anyway, um, none of you have seen the second film, so that was a while away. <laughs> uh, in fairness, I just got carried away. I, I know, I got carried away writing Wayne's World questions. I think the people listening to the show will, re- will appreciate this because I imagine most of yeah, have seen both. Most of my listeners are, are about 50 plus anyway, white males. Really? Um, so, yeah. Really? Much. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know their ethnicity, but I'm assuming. <laughs> but yeah, no, the demographics who listen to this is is 50 plus males um, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So me, me, and, me and Dan don't usually miss an episode, but... Fair well, yeah. check your check your births out there, just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mentally, I'm 61. Well, well, yeah, I mean, Cam, Cam, you know what your contact name is on my phone anyway, don't you? I've got it's a new Wobbin Boomer. Wob and Boomer, yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, it's what sells clearly in the old writing department. So. I, was, um, yeah. I was saying to Dan, Dan told me that there the other day, and I was saying to him that would be a good name for a round, but... Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the option to put in rounds. Excuse me. <laughs> New Sorry. Robin Boomer. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I me to... and Taco would be all over that. <laughs> yeah, you would be. You would be. I don't have the option to put in rounds or any of the any extra features. Like I can only ask straightforward questions on this version of the software that I've signed up to. You have to pay like a fortune to do anything extra, like you know. Um so yeah. even if I wanted to put in an answer where you had to write in the answer yourselves, um or a question, sorry, we had to write in the answer yourselves, it like costs like twenty four ninety nine a month. I was like, oh, go fuck yourself. Oh, um fuck whereas that. this is free. 
So anyway, let's move on to question 21. Uh, we're still in the same situation. Lewis is in the lead, 8657. Dan is coming up at 6744. And Cameron is coming up third at 6714. So next Ooh. question, number 21 out of 30. So, you know, if you want to be in it to win it, pay attention. <clears throat> in in which year was the first Keep It True festival held in Germany? Was it 2001, 2003, 2002 or 2004? I read them in the wrong order, but you can see them on the correct order on the screen. 2001, 2002. 2002. Hey. All right. So we had one answer saying 2002, unfortunately incorrect, and two answers saying 2003, which is correct. They're, of course, celebrating the 20th anniversary of it this year. And we will have a look at the leaderboard now. So actually changes nothing. Lewis is still in the lead, 8657. Dan is coming second, 7731. And... Cameron is coming quite close in third place at 7.659. Okay. All right. Next question, also related to Keep It True. So in 2003, for the first festival, who was the headliner that year? This is a oh, difficult one. Oh, dear. Mm. Well, yeah. I listened I listened to your interview with uh, yeah, what, me, Oliver. Ollie. Ollie. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I should know this. Well... Let's see. Okay, so who was the headliner that year? Sorry, just opening a can here. Was it Doom Sword, Brockus Helm, Omen, or Solemnity? I haven't heard of any of them. Freaking hell. So we're talking, who is the headliner of the first Keep It True Festival in 2003? Was it Doom Sword, Brockus Helm, Omen, or Solemnity? I'd imagine you might have heard of Omen, no? Mm, um, That's why I clicked yeah, him. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, so one of anyway. one of you has said Doom Sword incorrect. Uh, two of you have said Omen, which is also incorrect. The correct answer was Solemnity, and funnily enough, Omen played a fifteen song set, and so did Brockus Helm. And Solemnity played about a seven or eight song set, but they were in fact the last band on that night, and they were the headliner. And that is the correct answer. So apologies to all. <laughs> <laughs> the next question should be: Who drank the most on day one? 2023. <laughs> this one is a lot easier, right? The next question is a lot easier, and I'd say you're all gonna you're you're all gonna get all this right. right. So the first so. download <laughs> festival in the UK, I'm sorry, that's not some kind of red herring. Just the first download festival in general took place in which year? 2003, 2004, 2002, or 2001? Three, four, two, one. First download festival. Oh my god! It won't let me fucking click on the. Oh, I think I'm a. Bike. I think I'm a year out. I'm a year out. Fucking mm. no bed. God, I've been knocked off my perch. So Bloody hell. Click- <laughs> I was clicking on my clicking on my phone multiple times, but my fucking answer went go through. But the controller's yeah, broken. The controller yeah. is broken. Oh, yeah, don't blame me. I blame the controller. Listen, Dan, you're not you're not playing Street Fighter here with you know <laughs> with your mates back in 1996. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that 2004 I think it was Metallica played like a secret set didn't they so that wouldn't have been the first one ah. no, it was, no no it was in fact 2003 Metallica played a secret set and they headlined was it, it they did it on the first one Mm-hmm. Oh. The, 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 the one the one in 2004 wasn't that the one where um Lars had a panic attack and then like ran off into ran off into the sunset and then they had to get um they had to get another Joey drummer Jordan, didn't they and, uh, yeah they yeah, got well, slipped they, yeah Mm. Yeah, Joey Jordan yeah. and um, Dave Lombardo. So Metallica were contractually obligated to play some other massive gig in 2003 in the UK, and they couldn't legally advertise themselves as having been announced for download. But Limp Bizkit pulled out, and the organisers needed another headliner. So there was a band advertised under the name Blackened in 2003, and people got wind of this that it was, of course, probably Metallica. Uh, I wasn't even there for that day. I only, I only went to see Iron Maiden but um, well, on the first day. But yeah, Blackened headlined or played, sorry, not even headlined, played a gig on the second day and it was Metallica. Uh, yeah, oh. unannounced. That would have been mm. a good gig. In 2003, sorry, of course, yeah. And, oh, no, and, actually, and... how many songs off the uh, St. Anger album did you get? Well, sorry, I didn't say that. As I said, I was only there for the first day. I oh, sorry. That. I wasn't yeah. listening. <clears throat> Attention no worries. I, I couldn't tell you even if Saint Anger was out then or not. I'm not sure. I think what... I think it came out in 2003. I just yeah. no, it did. Yeah, it I did. just don't know what I don't know what month it was out. That would have been May or June. 
that festival. Yeah, probably. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what month it was out. Anyway, um, what what maiden album was uh, that? Was that Dance of Death? Yeah, that, that well, came out on my tenth. That came out on my tenth birthday, eighth of September, two thousand and three. Funnily enough, so I saw yeah. Iron Maiden on the 30th or 31st of May, 31st of May, I think it was, 2003, at download, and they hadn't released Dance of Death yet, but they were playing the song Wildest Dreams as a yeah. preview single, but they were really actually just playing the greatest hit set, and it was the most um, career-spanning greatest hit set I've ever heard in my life. And I yeah, don't think but that they've... was on the um, Give Me Ed tour, right? Give, Give Me, me Ed till I'm dead. dead, yeah. I don't yeah, think they've yeah. ever really bettered it in terms of coverage of all of their albums. Um, they no. played Bring Your Daughters to the Slaughter, which they've never played since in 20 oh, years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they played Die With Your Boots On, which was just a random one that they don't really play at all anymore. Do you know what? Uh, the jam night we we played at the other night, they, they actually yeah. did that. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did a really good yeah, did. cover of that, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. But it was kind yeah. of the start of those um, alternating album hits, album, album hits, and, album hits, al- yeah, album hits yeah. uh, tours. And they've done that ever since, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, all right. Let's move on. So, in the leaderboard, we have Lewis at 8657. Oh, oh, Dan at 8624. There's only 33 points in the fucking gap. <clears throat> That's the, that's the like a nanosecond of a click of the finger, the distance between yeah. them. And actually, Cameron has come up as well at seven six five nine. These are really close. Uh, so anything can change in the last eight or so questions. So, uh, or seven. Um, right. So here's one for people who listen to feckin' metal. And if you don't, I apologize. But this is the podcast you're on. Um, in the first episode of Feckin' Metal, I tell an anecdote about Download 2003. What did I think somebody found at the festival? Oh. A fiver, a happy Gilmore VHS, a T-shirt, a six-pack of eggs. I'm going to read that out again because I know it's a lot to take in. In the first episode of Feckin' Metal, I tell an anecdote about Download 2003. What did I think somebody found at the festival? A fiver. A happy Gilmore VHS, a T-shirt, or a six-pack of eggs. Let's think about that one. I don't know how many of you have listened to it. Dan claims to have. No, I have, and it rings the bell, but I can't remember the actual answer. I think I've got it wrong. Yeah, I've got it wrong. Yeah, I think I've got it wrong. So. They found a T-shirt. Wow. No, what did I think somebody had found? So somebody... I'll tell you now in a sec. So two of you have said a fiver, incorrect. Uh, one of you has said a six-pack of eggs, incorrect. The actual answer was a T-shirt. If you listen to that episode, me and my friend went over to see Iron Maiden. We arrived the night before. We pitched our tent, etc., etc. And we woke up the next day. Excuse me. Very gassy here. Drinking lager. <laughs> and uh, we, we woke up the next morning to somebody saying, I found a T-shirt. I found a T-shirt. And we were in our tents going, what the fuck is your problem? He's like, I found a T-shirt. I found a T-shirt. I found a T-shirt. And I was like, is this some fucking mental person outside the tent? (laughs) I found a T-shirt. And we were just thinking to ourselves, right, congratulations, you found a T-shirt. Do you need to announce it to the world to such an extent? (laughs) And I popped my head outside the tent. And what he was actually doing was selling bootleg download t-shirts and he was saying five pound a t-shirt five oh, pound yeah, a t-shirt no, i do remember that i do remember that yeah i've what? not heard that I've, i heard that episode well one time probably not when it came up because i i caught up on a bunch of them after but i've not heard that for a, a long time how long yeah. have you been doing it now oh since um september Lock- 2020 right okay right yeah oh yeah. wow a while, so, were you with um uh, Kev for that one, Anthony yes, Doyle? We were, yeah. Oh, what a man! Uh, what a man! Doyle. Our first, our first international gig at the age of seventeen. Those were the days. Love that um, guy. Anyway, yeah, I found a t-shirt. I found a t-shirt. Uh, so nobody changes there. Same leaderboard. Lewis on top. Dan following, and Cameron in third. Next question. Number 25 out of 30, so get your fucking skates on or, I don't know, some kind of motivational shit. Um, <laughs> when did the first Monsters of Rock Festival take place oh. in Donington? Was it 
And uh, in fact, yeah, L- you. Lewis, Lewis, you'll be familiar with that, won't you? With um, Kieran and Reese, I bet they were doing that all the time, weren't they? Uh, the pain of being the youngest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm only right. a middle child, so I, I kept doing it to my younger brother. I was like, "Fuck off! Fucking controller's broken, all right? I fucking told you that already." <laughs> Second last question. Okay, so what colour are Biff Byford's trousers on the reverse of the eagle has landed sleeve? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should know this. Is it gold, purple, orange, or silver? I think I've actually got that album. Fucking hell. I saw that video recently as well. What colour are Biff Byford's trousers on the reverse of the eagle has landed sleeve? Live album. Gold, purple, orange, or silver? Surely, yeah, huge <sighs> guess. Oh, mate, I got it right. Wait. Well, the belt, I was about to walk off your podcast if I got that wrong. <laughs> so, one, one of you has said purple, incorrect. Two of you have said silver, which is correct. So, the leaderboard as it stands is Lewis is still yeah. in the lead with 12,488 points. Cameron coming up just behind with 12,362, and Dan 10,440. Uh, we move on to the, the final. Cameron. <laughs> the final question. Probably the most difficult question of them all. Oh my god, really? They've all been quite <laughs> difficult so far. Chill out, son. Come on. <laughs> so question number 30 out of 30. What is the last digit on the barcode on my CD copy of Tony Martin's 2022? Oh. Oh my god! Who's gonna fucking know that? Apart from nobody. Do you mean the solo album he did recently? What What is the last digit on the barcode of the CD copy of my version of Tony Martin's 2022 album Thorns? <laughs> is it nine, eight, one, or two? <laughs> Who's gonna fucking know that? Whoever what is the last right, digit on the barcode on my CD copy of Tony Martin's 2022 <laughs> Thorns album? Nine, eight, one, right. or two. Oh, fuck it out. I love that picture of him. And I got it wrong. I knew I would. <laughs> oh, no one got it right. Oh. Okay. So, yes. It'll uh, win. For some reason, I can actually hear Tony Martin go, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, mate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> for someone Sorry. who used to read out barcodes for a living in their old job, that's shocking. None of you has said nine. One of you has said eight. Two of you has said one. And none of you has said two, which is the correct answer. Well. Call yourselves heavy metal fans. <laughs> oh, I, I should have known the answer to that one, yeah. yeah. Call yourselves metal fans. You don't know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stop the planet. I want to get off. <laughs> All right, here we go. And the oh, winner of the feckin' metal quiz, the inaugural version is Lewis with 12,488 points. Woo-hoo! Just coming up slightly behind is Cameron with 12,362 and Dan, unfortunately, in the rearview mirror with 10,140. Forty-one percent. I, I stopped to share that. Not so even over half. Does Does he get a trophy <laughs> that he can put on his drum kit? Do you know what, Lewis? If you If you send me your details, I will send you a special prize. Go for it. Right. I, like, I like prizes. <laughs> yeah. We must We must put it on the drum kit when we do our next gig. It will not it be a be, pair of is silver it be pants. An embroidered fucking metal patch. Probably Ooh. not. No, because it's too expensive. Oh. You've got your nice printed one, son. <laughs> it'll do. be so. It'll, it'll, it'll be so. That's also fine for now. <laughs> it'll be something to. Um, it can go right um, next to your point of entry patch that I drunkenly bought you. <laughs> it'll be something to remember the quiz by. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I should just have a battle jacket of patches that people have handed to me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave uh, Dan a patch. I think it was a, a Nick Cave. Yes, I've actually got that That's right here. One, hey, there it was. There we go. Oh, look at that. Pissed out me skull. I can still pick out good bands. <laughs> and I've got I've got the fucking metal around here, one around here somewhere, but I don't know what I've done with that. It'll be I around am, here somewhere. I am it? actually redoing my battle jacket at the moment. Um, 
and I my goal is to post it in um, the bad battle jackets uh, Facebook group on. Oh, uh, I'm part of that. Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Facebook, yeah. obviously. And uh, do you know? Do you know what the problem is with that group? Is that most people post up good battle battle jackets. I know. Yeah, they do. And yeah. it's like. It's like okay, slate me, guys, and you're like, that's a, that's pretty good. Like you know, like, there are some fucking horrendous like... ones in there, though. Oh, we keep yeah, trying what... to get we tr- keep trying to get Lewis to put his one in because he's he's had like handwritten some slogan on the back of it, and <laughs> I wonder what they're going to say to that. They'll probably tear him a new one for it. <laughs> All right, so I think one of you said you had to go soon, so let's wrap this up. I'll be me. Okay. Be on Eastern European hours. We. Oh, okay. okay. I'll leave it in. Uh, I'll leave it in your capable hands. The other two, yep. I'll cool. shoot. All right, Grant. All right, oh, yeah, cheers, well, Fergal. Yeah. Cheers for that. No worries. Cheers, Lewis. We'll cross paths soon, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. We'll do. Yeah. Keep a true rising three. Fly over from Australia then. Ah, uh, <laughs> Fergal. Where you go? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Are you go. We didn't think the lineup was too good. Keep a true rising three. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go. It's like an yeah, annual thing for me now. Yeah. No, just in general, like it was. It's too good not to go. He's got the venue secured now till 2025. Both I think that's an excellent... Him. Yeah. Same play. That's an excellent venue. I'd go alone to see Phantom Spell's first gig, to be honest. Yeah, hmm. maybe. Maybe. I mean, I've only heard one song, the one that was on the compilation. It was all right. Not too bad. Oh, Jesus. You need to listen to that album. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not a massive Seven Sisters fan, but Phantom Spell is is better, in my opinion. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, I'll give it a listen. Fuck it. Why not? All right. All right. You're off. Then. All right. Nice one. Right. We'll see bye you bye. later, Lewis. In a bit. Love you. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. So that was the Feckin' Metal Quiz episode that I recorded back in March with Dan, Cameron and Lewis, the members of Armstrong Gun. I hope you enjoyed it. As I said, I was experimenting with a new format. I think it worked out pretty well. It took a few questions maybe to get into the flow of things, but I hope you enjoyed it at home as well and you were able to answer along. Hopefully you've seen the films Wayne's World 1 and Wayne's World 2. And I reminded myself during my editing and listening back to it that I actually owe Lewis a prize. So rest assured that I will be posting about that prize in the next couple of days. I'm not going to reveal what it is because I don't want to ruin the surprise on him before he receives it. But yes, uh, that was uh, an episode that I was, as as I said, uh, thinking about doing for a long time. And then it took me a while to actually release it with various other things going on. But it was always there in the can and I knew it was going to be a great episode when I actually finally got around to editing it and releasing it. So there it is. The first ever, the inaugural feckin' metal, heavy metal quiz. That's a fucking mouthful. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Feckin' Metal. I hope you enjoyed it. Coming down the line is another episode with George regarding the new wave of traditional heavy metal, as I spoke about at the end of the last episode. And that is coming pretty soon. And then after that, I hope to speak to Chris Coxon again about the first wave of Swedish heavy metal. All those underground Swedish heavy metal bands, you might have heard of some of them, maybe not all of them, but hopefully you enjoy it when we discuss their discographies. Probably not to the extent that we discussed Gotham City, but we're going to cover several Swedish heavy metal bands from that era, the early to mid 80s. Um, So yes, looking forward to that as well. But that's going to do it for this episode of Feckin' Metal. I've been your host, Fergal Trainer, and I will see you next time.